We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast. Uh, recording live on the way back from a very uh, disappointing yet uplifting performance. Disappointing result, uplifting performance from Leicester. Joint a day, me, Bollins, Sai, Mickey, and Ben. Uh, also, Paul is in the front. Don't know whether he wants to get involved or not. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so lads. On Green Street, sorry, Green Street. <laughs> easily, easily forgettable. Alright, so full house uh, driving back from Leicester. Uh, and I may as well kick off with you, Sai. Uh, improvements already in the Rafa? You know what, it, it is disappointing, obviously, that we came down here singing La Bamba for like four hours straight yeah. and coming back. It, it, we wish. There was a multitude of other less masculine songs. <laughs> there was. Um, Listen, I, I thought the performance was decent. I, I know it didn't really threaten. Kasper Schmeichel's not really made a save, nor has Rob Elliott, though. And to lose 1-0 away to um, to the team that has now essentially won the league, I can't see any other, anything other than them win the league. And the, we matched them. Both sides had, had no shots other than the kind of the goal. Um, if we if this was a week ago with McLaren still in charge, I could seriously say that would have been four or five nil because they had quite a bit of possession. But our players were working hard and at least fighting for the cause, and everyone was doing their jobs. And you know, with a bit more luck and just a few more players back on the team, in a performance like that for nine more games, I think we'll be all right. So that's the positivity I can take from it. Yeah, so we're passing the microphone across seats here. So. Sorry for the delay, but yeah, I totally agree with Sai. Uh, he's had the players for 48 hours, and that performance was full of commitment, uh, endeavour, and it was a good tactical setup. Um, I would flip the coin. Who wants to kick off? I go. go on, then I'll pass the mic to Miggy. Carefully, look on mute. I'm not going to be like overly negative because there's no need. Um, I thought I thought on, on the whole I played reasonably well. Our squad has been totally found out with a couple of disgraceful players in, in the mix that have, that have come in for the injured people that have been there for a while. Um, so that's that's not really the, the fault to pick. I just think today was a, a terrible game of football between two teams that played really poorly. And if, if I'm clutching the straws, I think we should have got a point out of it we played like we deserved a point but we should have got a point we've 
conceded a goal which was you just don't want to be con you, you can't be conceding overhead kicks in the box that have bounced it's just not it's not it's not going to get you the points that you need to avoid relegation and the players should be looking at themselves and saying why why have we conceded that goal um, in the circumstances that we're in it's not it's not acceptable not acceptable at all I think uh, to touching what you said the difference at the end of the day was the fact that our back four were pretty makeshift and also quite terrible they've got to bear in mind Jack Colback isn't a left back Stephen Taylor probably isn't a footballer and Lascelles is still learning the tr like learning his trade he's put it no, no, I'm not, yeah. not going to criticize that's, like that's, that's like a, a, a back five minus Jan Mats. You'd expect to see playing for someone like Rotherham. Yeah. Championship. It's not brilliant, but I thought. I see them playing against Rotherham next year. Jan Mats doesn't shine amongst those minds. Well, Jan Mats gets a lot of praise when he's been linked away with a Champions League move in the summer. The club can't defend. Like, for all, he does, all the good work he does going forward is that he can't defend. So. The goal we conceded was sort of. You'd imagine if we had a proper defence, we might not have conceded it. Um, I thought generally we set up quite well, though. I think, as I've said a couple of times already, if we'd had McLaren, that would have been 4 or 5 0 easily. I think, uh, just to comment on you, that I agree. I think Mickey's been a bit harsh on the goal. It is, it is poor thinking about it, but it literally couldn't have sat up more perfectly for him. There was just one gap for him to kick it through, it, and he's, he's taken it really well. Um, I think it's harsh to, to single out that goal as a poor one. I wanna, maybe he wants to come back to Bolland, but I disagree a little bit, Si. And I'm very positive about the overall performance, but uh, Jamie Vardy, who was offside, allegedly, we've not seen any replays, obviously, we're driving back now, but um, Jamie Vardy's got above Jack Colback to head it back across. So that means one of Leicester's strikers is out of the picture. Yeah. Yet where two centre-backs fail to pick up the only other Leicester striker. I mean, great, by the way, great goal, great technique. You know, so it's it's taken a fantastic goal to beat Wood, but I think the free kick itself from Colback was very poor. It didn't need to give away a free kick. I don't think it was a free kick, but still, uh, you know, Morris is going nowhere. He's he's shielding the ball from going out of play. Yeah, just let him have it. And if he beats you, he beats you. But yeah, so that was disappointing. Mickey, I know you want to have your say. I wanted to to come in on balance talking about Yamas. Um, we talk about how much he achieves going forward, but his performances are. Are massively linked to how good Sosogo plays. Um, and obviously, he didn't play with Sosogo today. Yamat's forward thinking play is, is non existent when he's not playing with Sosogo. And when Sosogo's not playing well, if Sosogo has a bad game, Yamat achieves absolutely nothing at all. He, I think he's been given almost a luxury position in Newcastle where he plays right back. He's not really expected to defend because everyone knows that he can't defend because he. And he's allowed to play in that position because he does well going forward when he plays with Sissoko playing well. But when Sissoko isn't playing well, Yamas is poor. And if he's poor going forward and he's not defending, he's, he's nothing. He's absolutely nothing. I think that's very harsh, but Paul wants to have his say. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. First time. Yeah, just, just, just after the old Yamas thing, I think obviously with Sissoko on the, the right. I don't really think Sissoko offers a lot going back defensively. Obviously, he wasn't playing the right today, but I think Yamna, I think we're really yet to see him on his own, really. He seems to be left on his own every time. There doesn't seem to be anybody 
with when you see when obviously Suzuka's having a good game, he seems to be getting back and forward, but when he's not, which obviously he's playing the left today, obviously Yamnat's left very much to do on his own and defensively I don't think he hasn't really impressed us so far, but going forward is where his strength is. I don't know what anyone else thinks. I was really disappointed when Townsend came on. Townsend was yeah. rubbish. He, he he was not linking up well with Jan Matt every well, time. Like a half fit. Yeah, but half fit, then don't put him on. Um, he's obviously, he, he presumably fit enough to play, and I thought his contribution was crap. Yeah, and you know, Jan Matt was finding him with passer, passes, uh, Mitrovic was finding him with passes, and it, it came to nothing almost every time. Like once or twice the ball got in the box, but either too late or, you know, he's just running himself into no man's land. Uh, and again, I, I think I agree with you, Miggy. Without Sissoko with him, Jan Matt looks a bit less a bit less useful. Um, okay. <laughs> There's kind of last word on Yamat because we'll have to move on, but <laughs> to, I, didn't, I didn't expect a full analysis of uh, Daryl Yamat's performance tonight, but although he's still a very technically adept footballer and he keeps the ball, he doesn't give it away, his crossing tonight was what disappointed me most because he was put in some good positions, but you know, I thought well, he was... The bare, bare minimum you would expect from a right is to yeah. not lose the ball. When did he, when did he lose the ball? Well, Simpson could have done that. When did he lose the ball? <laughs> right. Is it though? He's not, he's not in a position where he's playing risky passes. Uh, well, anyway, I, th- I thought I thought fullback was. I mean, let's talk about Colback actually, because you know Mares, the form player in Europe against Jack Colback, could have been really nasty. Um, what did you think about the decision to, to start with the left side of Colback and Sosogo? Anyone? Um, I don't think he had a lot a lot of choice other than to pick a callback if Haidara's and uh, Dummett are both out I think we all saw what happened when Rolando Aaron's played there against a decent team um, so you know that that was obvious I like that he switched Sissoko over just try something different because Sissoko the last few games um, I know we've got the the Sissoko Defence League in the, in, the, in the car but like he has been terrible recently um, so it was nice to see him try and do something different with him I don't think Sissoko offered a great deal Let's, let's um, be honest, you came to me straight after the kickoff and said Sissoko was absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't think he offered very much. I wouldn't have started him personally. I don't think he deserves his place in the, t- in the team. I would have, I would have started. I would, well, I would have started Townsend. He was not, I'd just say he's not clearly not fit. Yep. Being out injured, you know, I don't think there's any way. Um, but I've also, I've also mentioned that I would have started, I would have, I said before the game, I would have started De Jong and then you could have played, um, you know, you could have played Perez or you could have played Wijnaldum wide. Like, that's very easy. Yeah, I mean, and with Aldum as well, if you look, he's moved into the centre and he's had a couple of good games at home, but actually he still had his best games for Newcastle on the left, so he would have been a perfectly good option oh, to play. Know. Well, if he scored four on the left against Norwich, like that was his best game. So, um, he's a games plural. <laughs> yeah, but so there's, there's plenty of options that you could have, you could have had. I don't think Sissoko is doing enough at the minute. The frustrating thing about Sissoko, as we've mentioned before, is his potential is so much greater than what he produces on a regular basis. So he's on his day, he's a world builder, but he never seems to want to have his day. He seems to want to have his day like once every now and again. I would argue that it's the other team that don't want him to have his day and <laughs> successfully <laughs> stick three or four men on him every yeah. week no. and make it really difficult yeah. for him because no. he is our only threat. No. Totally disagree. Totally disagree. Where, where else what did, come from? What, what did Bournemouth do to, to Sissoko to make him play so badly last Bournemouth week? Bournemouth put loads of players around him and ignored the whole of the left side of the pitch, which was dumb it. Alright, even if even if I'm going to accept that, which I, which I don't, 
Um, the, someone like someone like Mares, teams put players around him and he still does well, like because he's a good player. Yeah, but unless so so like, have another side of the pitch that they can, when when all the players switch across, they can function from. We don't have a left side. He looks to run through players. If he can run through them, he seems to do well. And if he doesn't kind of run through them, what do you say, Mares? If put like two or three round he's but a skill gets round them. Sissoko doesn't have that kind of skill. He has to knock the ball through. And if he can run through them, he's fine. If he can't, what else does he offer? Yeah, and I still think he lives off that. Uh, he's got that one, one game against Chelsea where he absolutely destroyed Ashley Cool yeah. down that right wing, and then all of a sudden. So Shall we start when he's played for France? He's a defensive midfield player, box to box midfield player. Can I just give you a couple of stats? No one, no, no one has made more successful crosses this season. No one has created more chances. No one has more assists than Musa Sissoko. Like if that group of stats, yeah, but yeah, but all right, take those assists out of the team. We're bottom. We're with Villa. Like those stats just prove that he is he's a he's a guaranteed starter in this in this albeit dreadful Newcastle side. I think I'd say about that though. Yes, they might be the facts, but most like, <laughs> of who watch them week in, week out, we don't see that. Well, like, I'm I, I see it. Several <laughs> of us do. I've not. Uh, I've, I've not said to you before. Like, I agree that Sissoko is one of our best players, but on the yeah. last four or five games, he's been pretty poor. To be fair, and it's only getting worse. Like, and he wants to play. It's this is the thing. Can you say Sissoko's performance tonight was worse than Wijnaldum's no. or Perez? I said to you before, Wijnaldum was terrible as well. So this is my beef, and there's a bloke in front of me in the, during the game who was going nuts to soak every time. Perez loses the ball, it's, yeah. it's fine. Wijnaldum loses the ball. Shelby, and I, listen, I don't, I don't dislike these players, so it's not like a... It's Castle fans, right? I know they'll, they'll stick to a player, I think. Like, it's the whole, and I sure that wasn't the greatest, but it's the whole Shola thing. You had like, fans that no matter what he did, they were annoyed by everything he did. Huh. If he wasn't putting the ball in the back or not, they were annoyed. And they find that I feel that was the Sissoko. Like, don't get me wrong, I think he's probably our best player when he <laughs> wants to play. But it's like, do you know what I mean though? It's like, do you know where I'm going with this? People, people listen to the podcast will... Yeah, we've had this discussion many a time. Uh, Green, Green Street and Ben being quiet so far. I like him. What is it called? Green Street's Kevin. Ben, you got anything to add? Shite. <laughs> Just say uh, shite. Um, well, I mean, so we've talked about the, the game as a whole. Um, the the Benitez effect, I thought it was there in abundance, I thought. You can call it effort, but it's it's too simple to just say the players tried harder, even though the, the, there was a lot more running. Uh, there was a lot more covering, there was a lot, more, a lot more partnerships. But I think I said this to you during the game, Si. Um, we managed to play deep for straight Leicester, but still managed to re- retain some somewhat of a threat. Keep players on the halfway line so that there was a chance of the counter attack. It just seemed to be a better tactical setup within the 48 hours. I don't know who wants to answer this one, but moving forward to Sunderland, how do you think that? Well, like, what indication did tonight give you about the team you'll select in the setup for Sunday? I think it was a very, it's a, it's a very Benitez performance tonight. Um, defensively sort of a student solid we've been found out with one stupid goal as I said before um, but uh, defensively solid at the same time as you say as given some sort of threat going forward um, it came to nothing because we're playing against Leicester who've got they've got fast players that can break we can put that that sort of similar setup against Sunderland and have the players that are they're going to be sitting and playing forward further forward and more offensive than they were against Leicester because we don't have to worry about 
people like Mares can they pick up the ball when we're playing against them because they don't, they don't have players of that calibre um, I think uh, Sunderland some credit they do have players that could, could trouble us I think that Kazi could easily be a massive massive issue for us um, any more bags very very decent player um, so it's not like not like we're going to be playing against a team that are totally useless next like we're playing, going to play against a team that have actually developed some sort of character and actually have some attacking outlets now like uh, like Kazi like MVAs look, look better um, whiskey and whatever it is that's just poor by the way sorry about <laughs> it while, while recording you know I've lost, like, uh, lost my train of thought there <laughs> sorry I'm totally gone now I thought that that was a team that can win. Performances like that will get you points away from home. Nothing about the previous is it 14 performances away from home has suggested that we deserve any points, and I'm including Bournemouth in that. Like we've we've set up every game so wrong and just not looked like we're ever going to challenge. Like we needed just blind luck to get points previously in away games. That was a performance that against anyone other than the top of the league team who are on better form than anyone else. You'd get something more often than not. Yeah, we you might still lose games because we're still not that good, but we gave ourselves a chance. I said we were tight, We were there was a lot of effort going in and closing down, which there was times when you saw um, Perez go down or he'd lose the ball, and then you see Benitez shoot off his off his seat and be like, no, no, come on, just, just keep, keep going, keep going. You wouldn't see McLaren doing that. McLaren would just be sitting there like shaking his head or... He'd probably still be sitting halfway lane upstairs. Yeah, he's obviously got the place that, you know what, don't give up, don't give up. That's stop being losers almost. Like, it's it's a big job that in two, in two days, as he said, 48 hours, he's already starting to get them to think like footballers again, think like, it's not, it's not, it's not all over. If you lose the ball, it's not like, don't just drop your head, which is what's been happening for about 10 weeks. I agree, Sian, the they look like a group of, they look like a team, and they look like players who, like everyone on that pitch, I think, knew what they were doing. It was clear that they had instructions, what to do, where to play, what to do in certain situations. And that was just so, like, I mean, obviously there was Stoke, Chelsea, Everton. The the, the games uh, kind of since were brought those new players in, and it was just an absolute world away, even from a performance like West Brom when we just kind of coasted through the game, got beat. There was a real purpose about the team tonight and I thought the I was a bit you know, a couple of eyebrows raised with team selection in terms of obviously Townsend I presume wasn't fit enough, despite making his objections. Um and also think that, you know, Sosova on the left and playing Perez, Winyaldum, Midrovic and a load of other people. Uh all right Ben. Um Mitrovic, you know, uh, Perez, Wijnaldum, that's quite an, that's quite an attacking team, albeit playing a defensive role, but compared, yeah, I agree with what you say, Sai, where come Sunday, I don't think it'll be an old guns uh, blazing performance by any means, but I think I think we'll win the game quite comfortably, uh, because Sunderland don't have a lot of quality, and Benitez is such a superior manager to Allardyce on pretty much every level. Um... One of the encouraging things to see from the team today was that Shelby and Anita didn't try to sort of become like a makeshift centre half. Yeah. Um, the two of them played in midfield. There wasn't one of them dropping back and almost, like I say, being like a makeshift makeshift centre half, which I thought was pleasing to see. Um, so there was like noticeable things like that that were different from what McLaren was doing. Which I think were positive. Um, and going forwards, I think we're going to look better. 
Mickey? I agree with Bond. I think that, that was a, a big difference for us. Um, I don't know whether the difference is just with Benitez being realistic about what he's what he's got because trying to play the formation that McLaren wanted to play and passing the ball out from the back in the way that McLaren wanted to play without centre-halves that can pass the ball is impossible so you have to get him midfielders dropping in and maybe Spinetta just realises that he's, well, he's got what he's got and it, it can't quite work like that um, but it, it just didn't leave that massive hole in the centre midfield which was always there with McLaren because when, when we had the ball we're passing it out from the back and it's one of our centre midfielders and the other one's five yards square of him sort of ten yards outside our box if we lose the ball we're already so so deep that we're under pressure immediately and that wasn't wasn't the case today and that's that's purely because we haven't got people like Anita coming back and picking the ball up five yards outside the box and trying to make a square pass to his centre midfield partner which is just it's just an impossible way to play the game unless you unless you're Barcelona hopefully we're going to get a few more players back in for Sunday as well I think Dummett's come in for a lot of criticism but I think he, he everyone not, not be back. would like to see him play left back he'll not be back, back. even college either one of Colagini and Bemba hopefully both I don't know how far Bemba will be back both the back but <laughs> <laughs> even though we're looking well I've just been shot down oh, you're right though like it's I mean I still back the team that played tonight that's those 16 players I still back them it's whatever 18 players I still back them to beat Sunderland if Cisse Colaccini Teode um, hopefully um, Babu um, if all of those players come into the team and had a bit of quality Townsend fit uh, then I'll be realistic though but Babu's never going to get the team is he because he and he has seen nothing of him he hasn't really played this season there's no video evidence he's not going to be in training in the minutes he's not going to play ok well he might be fit uh, whether he plays or not so he sticks with callback or left back uh, time will tell it's funny you mentioned Cissé there actually I think Cissé could be great like we're, we're like actually there was a couple of times today we saw Sissoko should have just had a shot and Mitrovic just should have shot instead of trying to square it he, one thing that if we're going to play like that and we're going to make enough chances if you have Cissé in the team Cissé is just going to kick it and we're just going to try and score um, you know I think Cissé sometimes suffers from being out of the team people think he's better than he is and maybe that's what I'm thinking but I think one of the saviors of our season if he can get fit hopefully yes I suppose that's uh, that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, for, thanks for that Paul. no true I, I totally agree um, Leicester we were there tonight do, do, do you all feel part of it the, the fantastic story no you know what I've, I've totally changed my mind about Leicester you know, it, was, it, was, it was a really positive story but can we say that Bolland was right I guess I think I think when we had this conversation a few weeks ago, Bond, I was with you in, in as much as I didn't really want them to win the league, just out of jealousy. Apart from when you said you wanted them to win the league. No, I didn't. I was with you. <laughs> I, I was with you on the jealousy front. I was like, I kind of want them to go all the way and then just fall to the last hurdle, just so they've proved that it can be done, but they haven't quite done it. But now, I don't know, just when you see the, the clappers and their, and their goal music and their just like small club behaviour, small club, yeah, club with the drum, uh, go in the go in the way you're, you're top of the league you're winning like you don't need to grief the grief the away fans just just sing about your team sing about like the fact that you're top of the league don't just oh yeah I don't know that's I, I lost I lost any enthusiasm for this whole Leicester thing I know it's easy to say because we've just lost to them but something about just that club it doesn't it just feels a bit unjust where they are yeah, yeah. it's horrible 
I think the, the team and the manager are, are likeable. That club just got some grief. I was saying this before, they're, they're just, they just scream championship. The ghoul music, the constant exactly. ghoul music. I was just about to say that, mate, and then uh, I actually said championship league one, and then Paul just said something, so that's why I was letting them finish. Yeah, so as I was saying before, Ben, ben uh, came in there, you, you probably couldn't hear him. Uh, yeah, the, the, the club just, just screamed Championship League One. Um, no, just, you just said League One and Championship. Alright, that, that's Ben. Ben's finally broken up to you. I feel like we're playing into the hands a little bit, playing Mitrovic up front. Just because we fell at the top of just playing long balls up to him, and it was the most comfortable game Leicester could have had with Wes Morgan and Robert Huth, who are both very good in the air and have like they're organized but i feel like if we had another threat against them we could have caused some problems i think it's far too many times we just lumping the ball up and mitrovic was he was more bothered about the physical battle with them than the ball so there was a couple of times where he was just backing at them and fell over and the ref didn't play like he just was like yeah play on and it i just feel like we lacked a little bit i mean the difficult years we don't really have any other options i mean obviously he says he's not fit I don't think Perez would have been good enough to play up on his own. Um, doing beer, who knows what he's got on him. Um, but it's just, I, I mean, I, I don't want to criticise Mitrovic because I think he's been brilliant at times this season, but I just feel like in that battle tonight, like Leicester handled him perfectly. They they really nullified him, and I think it was a it was an easy option just for Newcastle to try and lump the ball up to him, and I, I don't think he did enough when, when he had the options. Yeah, I didn't hear where Bollinger there, but um, it'll be interesting next season when Mars leaves Leicester. I think they'll be right back in the relegation zone. Um, <laughs> it'll be be interesting to see. I think the, the the biggest thing for me tonight was just the mentality. I think Kante was probably the stand-up player in that, that on the pitch tonight. Um, very good in his defensive work, just nick the ball every time. Very comfortable on the ball. Um, I think he's a really underrated, well, he's not underrated because everyone rates him. So that's a ridiculous shout from me. But um, I think he's one that he's a really good player. I don't think he'll stick about for long. One of the top teams will go after him. Awesome. Well, it's not it's not in Wenger's uh, DNA to go and sign a decent player from a lesser team. So that won't happen. So can't can't can be away. I'll probably go back to France. I could see someone like PSG, someone signing him, um, or, or at least a Champions League club. I think he would fit in in them types of teams because he's got a lot of energy. He's really comfortable on the ball. He's just a class above the rest of his teammates. Behave well, yeah, they will actually. But but they'll probably go out like early doors. They'll go out face round. There's no way they're they're sticking hell them. Not necessarily if they can keep that squad. Together. They won't. Um, Mares Mares is a is a great player as well. But again, I feel like there will be bigger and better teams will be after him. Um, and it's it's just I mean I, I just feel like they they're not a great team. I mean. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just go for it. I disagree with you, Ben. Aside from Mares, obviously Mares is a standout player. But aside from him. If you look at Leicester, Leicester's quality players this year, they're not necessarily going to get picked up by bigger sides. Kante is excellent and it'll be being sniffed around, but you're not going to see someone like Man City or even, even Man United Man or Chelsea or anyone like that. They're not going to be breaking the bank to sign Kante as opposed to Mahrez they will. Can but Kante, the one, Fardy is is too old to be a big a big signing for... I thought Fardy was rubbish today. He was. Um, too old to be... To be going to one of the big teams now because the amount of money Leicester are going to want he's not 
he's not worth to any of the, the bigger sides. So I think I, th- I personally think Leicester will keep the majority of that side, possibly apart from Kante, who is. Most of that team, I don't think, are great. Like so, I, on- I honestly only think. Like can't they? I think someone will come from it. Even even if it's not one of the top teams, is it, I, th- I think you will go to top team. But you likes of a Southampton or an Everton or someone could easily, with with the money they've got now, Everton for example, the money they've got now, they could easily go and like hire a lot of money at him. And I think you go. I don't think he's got any loyalty to Leicester. So I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But I just feel like they've got a lot of average average players, and and I've. I don't think they'll they'll be there next season. I think it depends a lot on where they come this year, doesn't it? Because I personally feel like people are going to be getting a bit frightened at looking at players going from average teams that are playing very well to the big teams and and either not getting a game or struggling a bit. If I if no, I was no, Kante no, this just, season and I was looking at my, and and we came first in the league or second in the league or whatever it is and got Champions League, I would be quite reluctant to leave this summer and go to a bigger club because you'd be you'd be going into the unknown you'd be going to a team where you're not certain you're going to be getting a game you're not certain how the team's going to play or anything like that and it's you could, you could stay you, you could stay someone pays high enough that they'll go no, it, it is all about Sna- money look at, but I, look at Schneiderlin going from Southampton going he, he entirely proves play, my point I think, I think players are going to be Man looking U, at people like Schneiderlin and thinking maybe I'll give it another year maybe maybe it's not for me but that's why I think. Man, you went and bought Schneidlin when other Arsenal were over him. I think they'll they'll do the same, can't they? And I think he's better playing Schneidlin. Yeah, right, uh, that's it. Pretty much, we're we we'll stopping off at the service station, hoping for Marty's. So, lads, thanks so much. We'll be back on Friday for the pre-Derby radio show. Hope you can join us live uh, at the Pod. And yeah, don't worry, everyone. Rafa Benitez is still yeah, two manager. We'll be fine. <laughs> 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 <laughs>